0: Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical. And now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. After the holidays, I usually take a short camping trip to unwind and reset. The holidays are a pretty busy time of the year for me as a retail manager, so right before the holidays and right bef- and right before the holidays and right after the holidays, I usually... Dip out of town for a little bit and just kind of get away from 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 people, <laughs> from people. Really, I don't know how else to say that. But um, on this trip, I was uh, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. I have some parks around the Dallas Fort Worth area that I wanted to visit, but I was still. Hearing those sounds of West Texas calling out to me, calling my name Daniel West Texas is the best place and uh, yeah, I was looking at the map and traveling out west um, from central Texas is always such a daunting task too, even though I love it so much and and I and I, I've talked about this to other people in in personally before, I think I love West Texas because it's not. Central Texas and Central Texas along the I-35 corridor, you know, it's growing really quickly and it's just busy and growth and it's getting expensive. And so going out west, I have an opportunity to kind of just slow it down a little bit. But looking at that map, El Paso is eight hours away from where I live, Um, you know, eight hours and you're still in you're still in Texas. It's such a. Yeah, we live we live in a big state, but uh, Franklin Mountains is is a place that I really really want to go visit. Um, and when I was starting to plan the visit, thinking about going, and then quickly thinking about that drive back, and I didn't really feel like doing that on this trip because it was going to be a little bit shorter than the one I had before the holidays. The one I had before the holidays is typically like a week, and this one was uh, a few days. So, so when I was looking at that, I decided to just kind of change. Change core, change par for the course and uh, go some some other places that I probably wouldn't have frequented just casually like I would going to El Paso. Because Franklin Mountains is pretty pretty big and on the way you have a, a bunch of other places that you can visit. So when I was looking at it, I was looking at all the state parks and I'm just kind of planning my route. I wanted to knock out, there's a cluster of state parks around the San Angelo area And, um, so I was like, okay, there's a few parks that I can kind of knock out and visit and maybe do some fishing and and camping and hiking and whatnot. But the time of year after the holidays created another bit of a hurdle too, because the state parks in that area during, um, I guess it was February, um, are actually closed during the, the time that I have off and they close them down for hunting just to kind of, keep up with the numbers of, of deer and other wildlife that, that need a little bit of um, population control. So I, I kind of changed direction from there. And I looked down a little bit at devil's river natural area, but they had closed the park for camping. So then I, I looked South on the map and looked at devil's river natural area, but they had actually closed the park for some of the camping too. You could only visit if you were going to drop into the river and float down the Rio Grande. So I don't have a kayak. So that wasn't something I was going to do. So I'm looking at the map and then, you know, I decided I was going to go to Monaghan Sand Hill State Park and then make my way down to Seminole Canyon. Monaghan Sand Hills is definitely kind of a, a place that you hear about, or at least in my circle, but fairly often about just one of the interesting state parks to visit. So I looked at that one and Seminole Canyon, if you haven't already, you can listen to that quick recap that I did for that state park. I'll probably talk about it a little bit more in a future episode, but um, you can check that out on a, I think it was two episodes ago. So I wanted to take the scenic route to Monaghan Sand Hills and still go to San Angelo. Cause I wanted to visit my first retail partner, Uh, For my Texas State Park passports, Happy Trails out there in San Angelo. They're a fantastic retail store that offers great gear to get you out camping and hiking. They have a great selection of apparel, gear, shoes. They have a whole wall of shoes. It's pretty awesome. And then they even have kayaks. They didn't have them when I was there because they were sold out at the time. So check ahead on those kayaks and other watercraft because I know they, the industry in general is selling those bad boys fairly quick, but I know they're selling pretty quickly out there at Happy Trails. So yeah, make sure you give them a visit. Um, I'll leave some information about Happy Trails in the description of this episode so you can visit them if you're ever in the area. Um, And I also realized driving into town that I had forgotten to pack my coffee mug. So after I picked up a new mug, um, from from them, I made my way down to uh, the state park off of Interstate Twenty. The energy sector of Texas was lined with tractor supply shops, oil and gas facilities, and pickup trucks. <laughs> I mean, it's Texas, but th- this interstate highway was was bananas. It was there was so much stuff with oil and gas, you know piping and and all these things for repairs and machinery. Um, it, it was pretty crazy to see so much of that in one area. But another thing that was crazy for me too was how much trash was there along the interstate. That's not something I'm used to seeing along major highways in Texas. The The busier roads for the most part are usually pretty clear of trash and debris, but I couldn't really help just notice how much litter was along the road there. It was It was a little unsettling. So anyways, moving on. The state park itself, it's actually right off of the interstate. So you'll pull into this really cool curved gate that greets you upon entry. The design of the gate was really neat and it features some of the wildlife that you can expect to find in the area. And one thing to note, the original visitor center is closed for renovation The building itself is this really cool art deco style building with these with, you know, that typical metal, those thin letters in the front on its facade. And the gates surrounding the visitor center are chain link. So you can definitely just kind of take a second and look at the building because it's just a really cool vintage style um, construction. The architecture is really neat. First impressions of the park were that I didn't really know what to expect here. At all. I knew there were sand dunes that you could slide down, but other than that, I didn't really look into the park that much. I I just looked at it to pick a campsite, and so I just picked a campsite and got my reservation, and that was it. But driving around felt like I was cruising parts of Port Aransas as the dunes got larger and started to lighten up. The, the sand started to lighten up as the grasses started to thin out. You know, in Port Aransas, you have that beach access. So you can, can just kind of drive through some big sand dunes. And it, it felt a lot like that because when you first get in, you're coming in from the highway, right? So you're not really seeing it so much. But right through that gate, the the sand dunes and the hills start to, to grow up a little bit around you and above your car. Driving in, I saw the signs notating the temporary visitor center. So I drove through those winding roads until I eventually saw the small little mobile home looking office. Next to that was a, another little just construction area going on with a little historic marker there for the building. They're, they're doing some work to it. A lot of the state parks around Texas, um, you know, Galveston Island State Park, they're they're getting some, they're actually about to reopen. I'm super excited about that. But you know maintenance is a part of it, so uh, thankfully the there weren't any main areas of the park itself that were closed, but just know they're they're doing some work to spruce it up so i I hope those things like that don't really spoil your trip. And then next to the uh, office, you could already kind of see some of the covered picnic areas and and visitors off in the distance on the top of some of the dunes. So I checked in and got my paperwork. And when the ranger when she was handing me the park map, she seemed (laughs) she seemed a little taken aback when I asked her uh, where the where the trail map was. And um, yeah, she's like, no, there's no trails here. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, you just you just kind of walk around in the sand, I guess. And uh, she's like, uh-huh. I was like, all right. So I grabbed my paperwork and got back in my car, kind of embarrassed to explore the park a little bit more. The park has a ton of day-use picnic areas here. And I'll just say right now that this state park is a perfect place to take a break if you're on a long road trip. It's suitable for a great lunch by the sand and offers a great opportunity to stretch your legs on the dunes. But, you know, remember, it's sand, so be prepared for some of that in your car if you decide to get out and walk around. Despite there being a great amount of picnic areas, this park is actually pretty small. There are two main camping areas that are just these kind of smaller loops And it's a sand dune state park, so there isn't really anything separating the camping areas except for the driveway for each site. That's really kind of your barrier. But all the campsites have easy access to the dunes, so you can really pick any of them. There's nothing that's going to kind of make one more spectacular than the other. But I guess you can choose to be closer to the restrooms if that's something important to you. That's something that's kind of important to me sometimes, um, depending on the park, so that, that was a kind of a transition park so I knew I was going to be using the shower and stuff before I went to the next park so I just I parked close to to the to the shower and restroom um the campsites did give you enough room though to spread out and that that's really the theme of this park it's it's just so spread out everything is open it's, it's wide open the sand seems to go on forever into the Mountains off in the distance. So for someone who loves hiking, this park was a little uncomfortable for me to enjoy. And just going back a little bit, another quick note on the campsites is the campsites had these, they were covered picnic areas. And it really reminded me of those vintage rest stops you see um, every once in a while around Texas with those angled metal kind of triangular Whataburger style um, seating area, So that, that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, so, you know, walking around on these sand dunes, it, it seems kind of silly, but I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. They weren't really renting sleds because they didn't have room to stock them in the smaller office. So that was kind of that. Um, but I walked out into the sand, wandering endlessly and admiring the plants that vibrated in the wind and I took time to look at the tracks in the sand from the smaller insects and, those little, and the little small animals that call these, these, these sand dunes home. And then I realized, like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing here. Take some time and just enjoy the nothing. Enjoy not having to make miles on trails or navigate a map and make sure I get back to the trailhead in time. You know, just take a break from all of that travel after an eight-hour day. Just walk to the top of a sand dune, watch the sun set, change the color of the white sand to pinks and orange, and then wait for the moon that was full that night and count the stars. It was a great way to start the road trip because of those things. It made me slow down my mind before getting to Seminole Canyon. That night, I opted to camp in my car, but before sleep, I made my way back out of the park to the newly built gas station that opened across the highway from the park. Here, I got some snacks and some treats and got ready for night. So pro tip, there's a brand new um, truck stop convenience store across the highway. The weather was mild when I got there, but I didn't really have any idea of how cold it was actually going to get. For this trip, I opted to sleep in my outback, in the back. So I lowered my rear windows just a little bit and got ready for bed. But about two in the morning, I woke up to use the restroom and pretty much started to shiver it immediately. I grabbed my phone and saw that the temperature had dipped below freezing, which uh, was a little a little surprising. So I turned the car on and, and quickly closed my windows and cuddled into my sleeping bag I'm I was so happy that I re- at the last minute before leaving for this trip I grabbed my flannel line sleeping bag right before I left so that was something to keep me warm once I made the windows go back up so that's a little bit of my visit to Monahan sandhill state park you know I I definitely think it's a place that people should visit and check out and look at it's it's a really cool state park it is a lot different than anything else that you're going to find typically unless you go out to you know the natural sand dunes out um kind of on the other side of um Guadalupe Mountains State Park so yeah, I, I definitely think that you should you should check it out. But for me, it was um, yeah, it was it was a little eerie, and I was a little uncomfortable. And and I I enjoyed it, but for for I enjoyed it because of what was coming. If I didn't go to that park and just force myself to to calm down and and take that pause, I probably wouldn't have been able to enjoy Seminole Canyon because. At Seminole Canyon, I already had started that my body just to kind of slow down and unwind from the busy holiday work schedule, and uh, I was really able to kind of slow my pace while hiking around Seminole Canyon and enjoy that too. And I and I really think that was because of Monty Hands. Like, you know, one of the things that I saw people doing at that state park, they were taking. So for you, if you plan on visiting, taking their little. Um, camp chairs with them as they walk to the dunes and just kind of post up with a book and enjoy the view and the the solitude despite it being close to the highway. And I talked about this in my full recap on the website, despite it being close to the highway, you really didn't hear that much road noise, which I was really expecting to when I pulled off of the highway. I was when I started seeing signs for it, I was like, okay, that's the exit. And then you exit, and it's right there. I was like, "Oh man, this is this is not gonna, this isn't gonna work. I'm not gonna be able to sleep. It's gonna be so loud." And and surprisingly, you didn't um, really get too much of the car, the the, the road noise. Um, and then a note on cell service for for any of us that do want to check in with our friends and family, service was a little bit spotty. I have Verizon, and you weren't gonna get service so much, but if you went to some of the apexes of the camping loops, you got enough service. So so at nighttime I would walk from my campsite, um, kind of to the opposite end and, um, text my daughter, just let her know I was going to bed and wish her good night, et cetera. And talk to my wife and tell her the same thing. So not, not super, super well, um, serviced in the cell phone area, but, Uh, There is enough there if you need to make a call or check in with friends and family. So, yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'll put full information as to my full recap, a little bit more about the state park and also to Happy Trails out in San Angelo. Make sure you go check them out. They carry, oh, I don't know if they still have them in stock, but they did have the Texas State Park passports that you can get there or on the gift shop at TexasTrailCompany.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website facebook page and see pictures from the outdoors on my instagram page so until next time grab your backpack put on your hiking shoes and let's go out on another adventure this is the texas trailhead